0: and welcome to the show series 4 episode 21 and i am bringing you another set of guests and it is just myself jazz wilson your host with you again today but the guests i have they they could they could probably see that this was coming you know because they they like to detect that things are are happening, you know, and in this interview I can I can honestly tell you that there will probably be no dead space. I have with me today Emma, Sabrina and Joe from Play Dead London. Hello ladies. Hello. Hi. Hello, Hi. how are we doing? Hi
1: everyone. Hi, hello.
0: How are you doing? Good?
1: Yeah, good, thanks, Jazz. Good. How are you?
0: Good. Yes. Good. Thank you. Doing very, very well. So, Emma, please do tell everybody what Play Dead London is, and then give a little introduction about yourself.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, hi, I'm Emma. Um, I am the founder and artistic director of Play Dead London. Um, we've been a company for just over two years. I write predominantly write the shows and direct them. And I'm normally the person in the background of all the shows, either in person or online, or online, sorry, uh, sort of trying to make all the tech work.
0: (laughs) Nice, nice. Uh, And Sabrina, your part in the company?
2: Hi, I'm an actor in Play Dead London and I've played roles including a cabaret singer, the first officer of a spaceship, and a Victorian lady. And, and I love to play the lot the very many varied roles that we have on Play Dead.
0: Wow, first officer of a spaceship. That's a role and a <laughs> half that, huh? <laughs> and and Joe yourself? I'm Joe.
3: I'm uh, living in Wimbledon currently. I'm 43 and a half years old and I've been with Plated London for the two years that we've been running. Uh, I played a number of roles uh, in the company, including the driver uh, getting us to gigs when we had a gig in Oxford once uh, as a special guest appearance. <laughs> <laughs>
1: very, wow. important
3: role, jo, very important
0: role, <laughs> Joe. I love that you're still doing ages in halves. Like, why aren't more people doing that.
1: (laughs) I I wouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) just
0: just something that falls by the wayside, like once you reach what, teens? Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. (laughs) Okay, so let's kick off with some questions. Sabrina, I'm coming to you. Your favourite part you have ever played? Uh, So my
2: favourite part I've ever played is Robbie Collins, the cabaret singer in our 1990s themed show called Wish You Weren't Here. Anyone who ever went to a holiday camp like Butlins or Haven can picture this place. It's like pure 90s nostalgia. There's a big ball pit in the middle. And uh, Robbie Collins is kind of captain of the cabaret club. And she (laughs) loves singing. And the reason I loved playing her is that she would answer a lot of the questions from our detectives purely in song. So they would ask her, Robbie, where did you meet the deceased? And she would reply with, I was working as a waitress in a cocktail bar when I met him. And it was just really fun to play around with lyrics. And you would all see these little moments of delight in the audience when they realize that that's happening and they would play <laughs> along. So um, Robbie Collins by far is my favorite character. I've played.
1: I have th- ever I think Sabrina, I have to say my favorite moment of you was Robbie was when you did In our final questioning you literally put a monologue together of all random song lyrics Um, and it was really hard to keep a straight face with all the actors it was just
0: phenomenal it's amazing. (laughs) Wow that sounds sounds like a lot of fun that a holiday camp? Like, Heidi High styling? Yeah, absolutely Yeah,
2: exactly that, Jazz. It nice. was a proper Heidi High theme. So we had a very flamboyant bingo caller, kind of a grumpy hotel manager, the cabaret singer, and then a, a rather ditzy lifeguard. And they <laughs> were just really fun, brilliantly written characters by Emma. And the audience Excuse just really me. loved it. And, and using kind of the music and the themes from the 90s worked really well. It was just a really joyful show to do. And, and particularly during quite a bleak period of time in the real world where we're all kind of locked down and haven't been on holiday for a while it was really nice to have an hour of really silly fun so I think that's probably why that's been one of our favorite shows to do.
0: Wow that sounds that sounds awesome really good Joe, coming to you next when did you start performing?
3: Wow so I think Uh, I never made it into the school play all those those many moons ago. Um, My first real walking of the boards was complete uh, accident. I met two guys at a party. I was talking to them about acting. They said to me, come to the pub and do some acting with us um, and that sounded more like <laughs> Sounds really dodgy, uh, accessible <laughs> than um, going to well at the time I remember someone saying to me oh you've got to audition for acting school and it will cost you a lot of money um, and this other option was two blokes at a party saying come down the pub and do some acting with us so it was a much a much more accessible option for me at the time uh, so I started doing improvisation um, with two brothers who are good friends of my husband who I met through this same company uh, well it would have been 13 14 years ago now um, that moved yeah. on into sort of scripted acting with uh, another company uh, amateur dramatics company that we're part of um, called Southside Players um, and then of yeah, course Emma <laughs> uh, Emma uh, started Played at London and we've moved into that, that uh, most recently.
0: Wow so your career started with two guys saying hey come and do some acting in a pub. <laughs> Like, yes, I mean, I, I think
1: probably most of the best theatre companies start by that, surely.
0: <laughs> like, that's that's what the Fringe is based on, no? Yeah, really? yeah,
1: absolutely.
0: Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you go, go to any pub during Fringe season and that's exactly what you will see. <laughs> uh, Joe, to you again, why? Why did you start performing?
3: I've always been inspired by my dad, who was a repertory theatre actor, again, many, many moons ago. And he made me promise at the age of 18. He said to me, daughter, I do not want to see you walking the boards until you are at least 30. I think (laughs) I got to the age of 29 before I gave in and said, right, that's it. I'm nearly 30. I'm going to look for this opportunity. It's something I've always wanted to try um, to have fun.
0: Wow. I wonder
1: why he said thirty. Like, what was the golden age at thirty? Was that when you like stopped being impressionable or something? I think,
3: he was, <laughs> I think his thinking was she might have a chance at another career. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, so he was holding out. He was trying to get me a backup plan just in case my uh, uh, lust for fame and and fortune didn't work out, <laughs> and he was probably
0: right. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, how how wrong you have proved him, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Emma, coming over to you. What is your big ambition yeah. in life? I, I think, to
1: be honest, at the moment it's all sort of around play dead. Really, we've um, we we've yeah, apart from you know owning a range of theatres in London and you know having my own massive, massive theatre company doing all that kind of, world domination is always on the cards. But um, I think, I think uh, it's been really great just seeing, like in the last two years, how much Play Dead London's grown. And, you know, we started by doing a little charity fundraiser just where I had a load of mates from my theatre and went, you guys are really good. Uh, can we all just put this show on? I've had this idea and sort of in just over two years, we're now you know, performing online to 140 people and, you know, orchestrating that. So I think, you know, I think the ambition is to, to make it go as big as it can. And, you know, potentially lots of franchises around the world. And yeah, that would be, that would be the goal. <laughs> wow.
0: Well, wow. that is big ambitions. I like that. I like that! World, world domination? Like, that's I mean, I, well. level stuff, that. If anyone, can,
2: if anyone can, it will be Emma. I've <laughs> never seen anyone with such drive and determination. We, we have lots of WhatsApp groups and every day Emma's sending through new gigs and new people <laughs> that want to work with us. And I think the other day we worked out that we're, we're about to perform maybe to our thousandth household yeah. soon, during lockdown. So it is a testament to Emma's hard work and drive that it's grown this fast. And it's, it's quite amazing to watch and
1: be part of. Wow. But, but I also feel if I'm going to do world domination, I need like shoes that allow me to fly or some kind of like sword or something. I feel like they need to be something with world domination.
0: Some <laughs> special item. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> mm. mm.
1: Got to have that props, be? Jazz. Yeah, exactly, yeah props. Exactly. Got to need a prop. Need a prop. <laughs> of
0: course. Of course. Got to keep it in with the theme. Absolutely. Uh, what would what you have? What what could be fitting?
1: I mean, I mean, I suppose it needs to be like either like a massive magnifying glass really if we're going down the murder mystery route or... I don't know, Sabrina. You're quite good at all that kind of fabulous. stuff. Fabulous!
2: You need a fabulous detective trench coat. That's oh
1: point. yeah, like a bit like like Josephine's technicolor dream coat. Yes. I need like Emma and her multicolored trench coat. Love <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, I know what the title of this episode is going to be called. <laughs> <laughs> Amazing! Amazing! Oh, love it, love it. <laughs> so, uh, putting it out there to all of you, do any of you have any? interesting hobbies or interests outside of the theatre world
3: oh good oh, question,
1: good <laughs> question. <laughs> i mean i i have a i mean it's more of a hobby it's more of a lifestyle than a hobby but i have a little dog so that keeps me sort of uh, distracts me from theatre and stuff sometimes basically when he wants to play so um i've got my little my little king charles spaniel monty big up monty yeah. um, He's uh he's quite a good to scratch, it's distraction and a hobby, I'd say.
0: Nice, nice. Does uh Monty play dead? I
1: Yay! mean he, <laughs> Yeah, he really does. Great jazz. I mean he's playing dead right now. He's literally asleep next to me, uh completely zonked out. So that's my dream. We've got we've got two uh play dead dogs actually. Uh, in the company. We've got uh, Bobby, who is Rachel's dog. Hi, Bobby. And then we've got Monty. So I think at one point we need to get a murder mystery with some dogs in it.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that sounds sounds great. Sounds great. Uh, Sabrina or Joe, any anything interesting outside of theatre?
2: I tend to have, um, I always tend to have a few different projects on the boil. So um, Joe and Emma will probably remember a few years ago, I set myself a list of 30 challenges before I turned 30, which varied from quite small things like eat only triangular foods for one day <laughs> bigger wow. things like climb big ben and go on a game show um which is really fun and um do improv and i let a friend make all of my decisions for one day i would never ever do that again <laughs> so I, usually, I usually have something a bit strange on the go um, at the minute i'm writing a book or attempting to write a book um which is quite exciting
0: very exciting can can we know what the book is about or the title yeah. or any well,
2: world world exclusive here jazz um, <laughs> i have you know declined the bbc but i'll, I'll give it to you <laughs> <laughs> um i'm writing a book called the last gary and it's about uh, a very ordinary man living a very ordinary life and he finds out um that he that no babies are being called gary anymore and he is the last gary <laughs> and he feels a, a sense of quite high urgency to and responsibility to make a memorable name uh, for himself and, and make something of the fact that he's the last Gary and what will he do to make sure that that name goes down in history and it's kind of his battle between good and evil. Does he want to be known for good reasons or bad? um so yeah it's it's called the last gary it's set in a in a little town that i drove through through once called middle wallop which is just isn't that the best name (laughs) village? such a good name (laughs) surrounded by nether wallop and over wallop these are real places (laughs) um Uh, that's where gary lives and uh yeah that's that's what my book is about so world exclusive jazz um you know
0: Hot off the press. <laughs> nice, <laughs> nice. I, I, I hope, I hope there's going to be a sequel to it. You know, from from the Wallop or something. You know. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like that, Joe. Oh
3: wow! I've, I've kept quiet because mine is probably technically a hobby, but it's definitely not interesting. Um, I am totally obsessed with snooker, uh, <laughs> so I watch a lot of snooker. I play snooker and pool when I can. Um, I talk about snooker quite a lot. I read snooker books. So yeah, I'm a bit snooker loopy. If I dare <laughs> yeah, say that.
0: <laughs> Do is- you still
3: have a table in your garden? Ah, oh, it was it, the. We, we, yeah, we had a, a mini snooker table in the garden jazz I, I know that sounds entirely insane but we had a massive tent over the top of it um, with lights inside uh, as the snooker room unfortunately it was wrecking the grass so badly um, and it took such a beating uh, on my birthday uh, I, I won't get my husband in trouble but essentially he ripped a very big hole in it um, which compromised the integrity of the tent <laughs> <meaning> the <laughs> snooker table was engraved in grave danger so unfortunately we had to take it take it down so the top of the snooker table is in the shed um and the bottom of it is is just at the bottom of the garden so underneath some tarpauling mm. so yeah we're a bit out of practice at the moment oh guys.
0: oh that would have been <laughs> ideal in lockdown that
3: <laughs> it was pretty good i have to say yeah. setup was so cool and it was such a cool setup
0: <laughs> yeah i bet like and um, Joe, I I completely disagree with you saying that that's not interesting. That's that's completely. <laughs> I did not expect that at all. That he completely <laughs> sideswiped me. I did not expect that. Oh. Oh,
3: that's yeah, the second time that happened to me. Sadly, the snooker, um, well, it went ahead, but we had tickets for it, at Crucible, the Crucible, the UK Championships. But um, obviously, we weren't able to go because the audience weren't allowed. So we had to just watch two weeks of it on television, which was great.
0: <laughs> nice. Go. Very good. Very good. So, being in the theatre world, you ladies must have met some famous people, right?
1: <laughs> We've met a couple.
0: <laughs> go on.
1: Um, I mean, I'll start. Sabrina, I'll let you do the one that you just messaged me about. Um, I, well, I actually, um, worked professionally, um, about 10 years ago now. And I think probably the, my, my sort of most famous thing that I did was I was in a production of Salad Days, um, a revival at the Riverside Studios in Hammersmith. And, um, we had quite a few famous people come to see us. So that was quite exciting. One was uh, Cameron Macintosh came and saw us. The wonderful, wonderful late Alan Rickman came and saw us. Um, Who was just such a nice guy. And even now I kind of look back and I'm like, that is such a, such a shame. I mean, there's so many people that we've lost early that it's just such a shame. And he's one of the the top ones for me. Um, And the other one I met was Hugh Grant. So that was very exciting.
0: Wow. Wow, Cameron <laughs> McIntosh, did he have a glass of wine in his hand?
1: I mean, they all did, of course yeah. they did Yeah, um, yeah he's you know, partial It's, to it's that. kind of standard when you come <laughs> to a, a show that's got a, a song about a flying saucer in it It's kind of, yeah, it's kind
0: of the standard Fair enough, fair enough Sabrina, <laughs> go on, it sounds like, like you've got someone phenomenal <laughs>
2: <laughs> um, I think she's phenomenal um, because she was really nice when we met her. But this is a, a Play Dead find rather than a, a me experience. So, a good friend of ours uh, works for Children with Cancer UK, uh, they're a wonderful charity, and um, Play Dead have supported in a few different ways. We've done a, a free show for them before, and we offered up a night with Play Dead as an auction prize and sort of a few months went by and then Emma got this really exciting message on Instagram to say that we'd been bought by Anna Richardson who is a TV presenter. She presents Naked Attraction um, and she had bought an evening with Play Dead London. And it was just one of the coolest no. experiences I think I've ever had in my life. Um, they they had a family friend host us in this beautiful house. It was like normally the glamorous life of, of Amdram and theatre. Normally we all get changed in one room together, all kind of huddled in. <laughs> there in our in our glad rags trying to sort of get ready and eat a sandwich. We, this place where we went, like we had our own wing. Yeah. I've never... <laughs> I've never had so much space. We've never had girls changing room and boys changing yeah. room before. We've never had our own bathroom before. We've never had a <laughs> kitchen before. we had our own wing in this awesome building. Um, and the guests were just so cool. They were really interactive. It was... Um, our 1920s mystery, which is Big G's Speakeasy, we were all dressed up, they got really involved. Anna was brilliant and she really bought into it and really got involved in it. And then they invited us all to stay for a drink with them afterwards and we got to meet some really lovely people. Um, so it was just a really cool, slightly surreal, amazing experience being in this really amazing building with, with famous people, having a really lovely time. So yeah, that, that was one of my Play Dead highlights, really.
0: Wow a whole wing that that is yeah. luxury that like usually shoved in the green room just to get changed <laughs> yeah like you say all in the same room yeah when you're in an Amdram group you see more of some people you care to see to be fair <laughs> <quite> honest <Absolutely. laughs> yes yes there's
2: no, no secrets and well. no surprises
0: definitely isn't <laughs> uh joe any snooker players for you <laughs> i we yeah
3: well yeah <laughs> um, I, I met Stephen Hendry properly last year he was doing like a book signing in uh, central London um, so I togged along off to the Waterstones to buy the book and, and have a chat with him he was literally sat on his own towards the back of this Waterstones um, with a big pile of books um, so yeah I got a good 20 minutes having a bit of a chat with him did you proper fangirl in joke <laughs> um, uh Not. Too too much I've only got about four
0: hundred and fifty photos. To to. <laughs> nice, just a couple. Um, yeah. Nice. <laughs> oh, I like that. So all being in a theatre company together, you must have some or one pre-show rituals. Mm. Right? Yeah,
1: I was I was thinking about yeah I was thinking about this question. I mean the thing is so at the minute, especially where we 're doing it online, we obviously send the audience a zoom link, and then they can come online and they have a you know everyone 's in a waiting room, but obviously we 're all in in the in our in the room already and i suppose I suppose our pre show ritual is that we just have a bit of a gossip about what 's happened in the week, <laughs> which I think is quite nice, like it'll be like, "Oh, this has happened to me, and oh this has just happened or or oh, i 've just had a really bad day, and i 'm really excited just to do a good show and don't you think that, girls? I think, yeah, I think it's kind yeah. of like just having a bit of a catch-up, especially because of lockdown. You know, we hadn't seen each other a lot in real life. So we actually met a couple of weeks ago doing an amazing photo shoot um, because we wanted to get some new photo, photos. So we met an amazing guy called Paul Tanner who um, has amazing photography. And we all met each other, like, in the flesh. And it was so bizarre because we were like, oh, my gosh, I've seen you guys for the last three, four months, but only over Zoom, um, so it's been really, it's been really nice to, yeah, to have a little pre-show chat. This has been, I think, our little ritual.
2: And sometimes, Gosh. because we, we do the same show um, sometimes twice a week, often more than twice a week, you get to know the, the video clips really, really well. <laughs> um, so we'll, sometimes you, you know that the other cast are like singing along to the song <laughs> in the video clip or um, we're all smiling at the same part. And we... Um, we turned two uh, a few weeks ago, and a few of us made uh, a gift for Emma to commemorate it. So, we made a we took the, the board game Guess Who, and our very talented friend Rachel turned it into Guess Who Done It. And we it had all of the name. characters um, and our faces replaced the Guess Who characters. But we also made um, Play Dead Pursuit and lots of questions. And it's just really funny how the same things stick in everyone's mind <laughs> like what's the name of the radio station in wish you weren't here or um you know what book was this person reading and it's funny how these little details stick in your mind and they and they become like really unifying and and really fun memories from the show absolutely
0: cool very cool very cool indeed so ladies i sent over those questions Mm -hmm. but i have one question that i didn't send (laughs) over that we ask all of our guests and the question is if your life was a musical, uh-huh. what would it be called?
1: Oh my gosh.
0: So Emma Do coming go, to you. Oh first. me. Oh no, I thought go i am not
1: I'm not the improviser in the group in the group. The Joe and Sabrina are those. Um I probably have to say you're on mute, the musical.
0: Nice. <laughs> nice. <laughs>
1: Um, I either get said that to me quite a lot, especially in rehearsal, um, or I say it to a lot, to a lot of other people. Uh, where I get very excited, very animated. I want to tell them everything, and <laughs> they just wait a couple of seconds and then tell me I'm on mute. So that's always fun. So yeah, I think for me at the moment, my life at the moment is definitely you're on mute musical. Nice,
0: <laughs> Sabrina.
2: Uh, mine would probably be called "I get knocked down," but I get back up again." Um, both literally and figuratively. Um, I have done played, played shows on crutches because I broke two of my toes getting out of bed, so I'm really I am the clumsy one in the group. Um, but also I'm, I, you know I'll, I'll put myself up for a challenge, and if it doesn't go very well, I'll, I'll probably have another bash at it. so yeah, I think mine would be a number one musical. <laughs> I' back up again when you've been knocked down. Oh, I like that.
0: <laughs> nice. And Joe?
2: Well, music isn't exactly my
3: forte. So I'm gonna have to go with what I can do um, and entitle this something like You Know You Want My Ice Ice Baby. <laughs> Actually, only Emma and Sabrina will probably get that, so it's probably not as funny as I thought it was in my head. Um, so just to give a bit of context to, to the, that one-liner, Jazz, I'm a terrible singer, really, um, but I do like my rap. Um, and one of my party tricks is knowing all the words to Vanilla Ice, by Size Baby. So I generally bring that out when, um, when karaoke is concerned. So yeah, why not make a full musical? <laughs> I love that.
0: Wow, uh, <laughs> I'm I'm sure all of these are spurring Emma on to write something else. <laughs> oh
1: my gosh, yeah, absolutely. Although to be fair, I have um I've got the I've got one ready. Well, I've got one to write, which is our Christmas music, uh, Christmas murder mystery. Just put a little plug out there um that we're doing, which is called Die Another Dame. Um, nice. So we're ready Ooh. to start that, which is very exciting. Uh, And that's our full festive Christmas slash January panto murder mystery. So um, set actually at an amateur theatre group. We're going to do a light operatic society group um, just because it's, you know, what we know and love. And it'll just be really
3: fun. Really fun.
0: Awesome. So, (laughs) Emma, you are already plugging stuff. You you are one step ahead (laughs) of me. But please do tell people where they can see you well even if it is virtually just for now but, yeah
1: yeah absolutely virtually at the moment we're not um we we're, we're going to keep on, on online just for the moment because um i think you know just because it's working so well we're able to connect with a lot of different audiences that we've not normally connected with so you know we're obviously played Dead London we've performed a lot in, in and around London we've also gone to Oxford because Joe's been a very good taxi service for us out there um, but uh, we've, we've you know we've got new audiences now down in sort of Somerset and we've got people from Scotland and you know it's really nice that we've been able to connect and even across you know across the waters you know we've had some families in America who have turned up at our shows and things we didn't know who were just brilliant. So, um, we're going to stay online at the moment. Um, so yeah, if anyone wanted to find out more about us, um, we're at play dead London on all social media. So Twitter, Instagram and Facebook, and we're www.playdeadlondon.co.uk. And then all on those social medias, you will see the links to our design my night page, Um, for our next lot of shows. We're doing um, a Halloweeny, spooky Victorian London coming up um, starting on the 11th of October uh, called A Deadly Dose which actually we did in person uh, this time last year um, at the old operating theatre in London Bridge and it was such a great show but we only got to do it for one night so we were all talking about it a little while ago saying it'd be great to bring that one back and then I was sort of Walking the dog, and then suddenly have the thought, you know what? Let's just do it. So uh, we're bringing it back and online, which is going to be very exciting.
0: Awesome! Sounds like yeah. you have so much fun. Sounds awesome. Yeah, we do. I'm definitely going to have to <laughs> have to get online and uh, watch one. Oh yeah, going you going guys, on.
1: yeah, guys, will come come along. Come, let me know, and I'll sort you out some tickets. You have definitely. To
0: come along. Oh, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Um, Just <laughs> before we go, any advice? uh, for anyone wanting to get into acting,
2: Ooh,
1: that's a good question. Um, I would say, personally, the way to go is to find your local theatre groups. Um, I've I've been really lucky throughout my time, and um, sort of from when I was a teenager all the way up to now, that I've always found just some amazing sort of non professional groups that are so passionate about theatre, and nine times out of 10 have a better budget than a lot of fringe shows do, if I'm honest, Um, you know, when I was professional, there was some that I was doing for a pint of beer, and I was like, actually, you know, we've got more resources in our amateur groups a lot of the time than in the professional theatre sometimes. So, you know, you get such good experience um, from acting and things in, amateur group so find your local amateur group and just just turn up and if you don't get cast in the first show you know do backstage do sell tickets you know do front of house be around everybody and watch and learn and read in for a part if someone's not there you know turn around and say you know what i I just want to come along to rehearsals and i will read in for anyone you know all that kind of thing is going to help get experience and build your confidence to try try treading your board yourself.
0: awesome Wonderful, wonderful sound advice. Well, ladies, thank you very much for your time today. I don't want to take up any mu- any more of your time. I know you must be really really busy, you know, um, <laughs> in this whole pandemic that we're enjoying. Thank you very very much today. It was it was good fun. uh, thank
1: you for uh, having us Jazz thank you so much thank
0: you Jazz you're you're welcome I I hope it all goes well for you and I hope you keep growing at the the rate you are because it looks like you're doing amazing Um, and I know we will definitely spread the word for you no problem with that
1: thank you that's really kind
0: Uh, wonderful thank you very much ladies take care bye 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 on. Ah.